Right. Uh, everyone ready? Yeah. Uh, Al? I saw your eyes get wide. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the present Pizziola, uh, who is someone who makes pizzas. Um, I make pizzas. Do you, though? Yeah. From scratch? Do you make yeah. your own dough? And you can do. Yogurt and sand like Tim does. Yeah, he's <laughs> fucking odd, though, isn't he? Uh, so, uh, how are we all? What's everyone been up to, Brett? Steve. Ah, Why doesn't know. Steve go first? Yeah, yes, Steve. Because I, I am normally the one asking you to. That's why. I, go I first. Go, go first for once. Switch it up. Go first, Steve. What have you been up to? Uh, I made a bed. That is that. I see that. Yeah. Uh, which Define we'll soon made. Uh, I put together a bed from IKEA. There you go. Thank you. Uh, because it was cheaper than buying the materials to build one. Yep. That's um, how they get you. Yep. Uh, which will at some point have a desk underneath it um, and lights and storage and stuff. Uh, pizza, YOLO. Um, <laughs> I'm a simple man. I see a thing, I read it. Uh, what else have I done? Uh, we've been in the workshop doing stuff. Um, we are hopefully next week. Um, uh, Things should be a little bit less manic at the workshop, despite the fact that Joe isn't going to be there. Joe is off to Norway for a month. Um, so the next month in the workshop is going to be slightly different to normal. Um, but uh, yeah, it should be good fun. And I'm going to be working on my 150 mil challenge for the Hereford, Hereford Anvils. Um, so every year they do a every year the last couple of years they've done 150 mil challenge which is uh you have a starting stock of uh 20 mil um square bar 150 mil long and you just have to make whatever you want from it um and loads of people from all over the world have entered and there's some really cool stuff uh so me joe and al decided uh, the other day that we were all going to enter it then realized that joe had no free time in which to do it um so we're like, oh, fuck. Okay, well, you know, may maybe it'll just be me and Al and, you know, all three of us will do something next year. And then in like an hour, Joe smashed out the best thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, once again, Joe proves us all to be inferior to him. Um, <laughs> you are inferior. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of it. What about you, Brett? I made a table. Which is which is a floor with legs, right, Al? Something like that. I don't know. It, yeah. How present are you right now? Okay. Floor with legs. Oi, um, oi. We uh, we were looking into getting a sandblaster. Ben Ben's pretty keen on getting a sandblaster set up because he's got some ideas for some projects that he wants to work on. So ordered a sandblaster. Got all the parts in last week. Took a couple of days to put it all together. Um, Oddly enough, actually having to do some fabrication for it, or at least drilling holes in a lot of stuff that is brand new kit, felt kind of weird. Because uh, you buy it all from the same company, I kind of expected that it would go together. 
or be, you know, like a single unit. Anyway, uh, the idea was, you know, to at least just build a simple workstation for it. And I was kind of debating on uh, filming a video because it's just workshop table, nothing special. And then I, I kind of decided that I would at least film it and just see if anything I could use it for filler for something. I don't know. Uh, and then after I got the table built at my height or Ben's height, uh, as far as usage goes, realized that it's a bit too tall for, you know, anyone say Jess's size. <laughs> so uh, it became a, a fun little problem solving moment to fabricate a, a almost like a drawer. But it's just a pull-out step stool, right? With little feetsies that touch the ground. Mm-hmm. And I even said it a couple of times when I was posting videos about it. But it was a it was a Jimmy Dresta moment. It, it, it felt like, very Jimmy. Dude, that's exactly what it was. I mean, yeah. I watched... I genuinely remember moments of watching Jimmy build stuff in the exact same way. Where mm-hmm. there's no measuring. And everything is just like, well, it needs to do this. Okay, so you build that part. Well, then that part needs to interact with this part. Okay, so you make those two things work together. And then just a couple steps forward and then tweaking, you know, a connection here. Or, oh, this thing's running into this bar now. Okay, we cut that off. So it became a lot more interesting to me because of this one little piece of added construction to an otherwise simple table but uh i was well proud of it by the end because it not only did it function but it functioned well mm. <laughs> and you know we had just tried out by actually okay what is the user experience can you easily pull the drawer out and can you put the feet down and does it lock into place does it feel stable great now put it back and if at any point of that would have felt cumbersome or like things didn't work i would have been like oh well yeah that's fine i don't really know what i'm doing but it was a good first shot this one actually fucking worked so (laughs) i was well proud of that one and other than that i'm uh i don't want to give like a super solid update right now but if anybody's interested in the living situation that i've been discussing i'm i'm finalizing a few things and we'll hopefully be able to make a bigger announcement kind of across my platforms because it could be potentially big deal, big, big, big brown bear, big deal. Nice. So I'm excited for it, but ow, what have you been up to? Yeah. Um, been crazy busy at work this week. A lot of traveling up and down the country. Um, yeah, I think just this, this month's been a, a really busy one for work. Um, taking up a lot of time but then midweek i decided to twist my ankle so um one of the positives of work is we have office doggos um yeah and there's a there's an eclectic mix there's there's a spaniel there's a little yorkshire terrier um there's a labrador um there's a beautiful um golden retriever and then there's two golden doodles and they're brothers yeah and it's just two brothers um and they 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 basically they make murphy look like neil degrasse tyson <laughs> <laughs> and for that reason i i love them yeah and we're always fucking around um 
and one of them, the dumber of the two, <laughs> um, <laughs> we were just messing about, running around, and then he started chasing his tail. So I started chasing my tail, like in opposite directions, like cogs. <laughs> and that was fine, and it was fun. And then he suddenly just decided to go the direction, and I, as I was spinning around, I just totally went right over him, went right <laughs> over on my ankle. Um, I heard it. That's how bad it was. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it, it, it it wasn't a break, but I, I, I twisted it, sprained it really bad. Um, and then, yeah, for the rest of the week, I've just been hobbling around. On the plus side, I did get to bring like a pimpy stick into work because I've got nice. from a, an old um, like 1920s uh, fancy dress. Yeah. Gangster theme. I had this really cool walking stick with like a, a, a cobra head on it. Like, <laughs> think McFly! <laughs> um, so I was just like bossing that around work around the office. It was cool. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, put productivity down to about 30%. But it yeah. Was, yeah. Anyway. Um, and then this weekend, I got back in the shack uh, and have continued on the build project that I'm working on. Um, I've got all the structure done. Uh, I've just literally just finished painting. I'm covered in paint. Uh, and also, like filler as well, because I'm actually filling it and sanding it and painting it. Because I actually want to get, what... get quite a nice finish on it, which is actually is that a rarity? Is that what's on your knuckles then? That's that's filler, yeah. Cool. That's well, wait. So that... no specific of what the project is. Not yet. It'll be out soon. All right. Yeah. Um, God. <laughs> there's a, there's a few projects on the go actually, so it's um it's it's very fucking exciting to be back in We've... the chat. Yeah. We've got to have a jingle for these cryptic corner things, man. <laughs> Steve's cryptic corner, and now Al's joining in. I'm going to try and get a, a, a Patreon post out tonight with like even more cryptic, like cryptic images. So nice, even showing stuff, but without actually kind of like parts of the machine. So yeah, you get, so you get an idea of kind of bits that go in it, but but not enough to come to a conclusion. Um, <laughs> and then during the week as well, just been making a lot of headway with plans for Maker Central. So yep. we're doing the um, Make With Makers stand again this year. Uh, I feel like we shouldn't be talking about it, but then also there's only two more months until May. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, right. So absolutely, we should be talking about it. Um, yeah, we've got more room than last year. Um, Yay! Maker stand, which is great. And it's in a better place as well, so it's not in like a a corridor of congestion like it was last year. <laughs> We've actually got an end dial, which is great because it means it's all open and people can stand oh, around sweet. and watch without getting in anyone's way. Are um, you guys on the map now? On the... On the map, on the website? Yeah, we're on the map. Awesome. Uh, yeah. We're right next yeah. to uh, stage two, I think. Oh, sweet. Um, yes, so just getting an idea of the, the different kind of activities that we can do on the stand, trying to mix it up from last year, maybe get some un more unexpected things. Um, get a bit yeah. more of a diverse range and, and more more different classes. Um, whereas opposed to last year, we kind of focused on a, one or two. Um, yeah, and we'll just do fewer of them. So it'd be more of like a, an opportunity for people to do things they've not done before, which I think will be great. Awesome. Um, Sounds yeah, fantastic. Cool. Um, Very exciting. Yeah, I'm just uh, sorry. I'm slightly distracted because I was looking at the uh, Make with Makers. I was looking at the Maker Central map. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the reason that, that I normally go last is because I normally have a seamless segue into the topic. Not only that, eh, uh, not only that, but uh, normally I don't remember what I've been doing for the last few days until you guys have been talking for a bit because my brain doesn't work very well. Um, 
So one of the things that I missed out on is, uh, as some of you may know, uh, Jazz has been a little bit unwell recently, so she's had um, a week off of work. And uh, and one of the things that uh, Jazz never really understood is uh, what like how people can spend so long playing um, computer games, like how people lose <laughs> time in computer games. But because she's been off ill, um, you know, I set the Xbox up, uh, got her playing Ratatouille, um, and mm-hmm. she managed to spend hours just playing uh, Ratatouille um, and has now kind of realized why people do it and realized that actually sometimes you just kind of escape into a little uh, world of your own when you're um, playing a video game. Oh, yeah. So, although that- I like a segue... I did not know there was a Ratatouille game. How do I get it? What? <laughs> really? You've yeah. never played it? It's brilliant. No. Um, it's one of the few kind of like uh, platform, like uh, like movie tie-in games that's actually really good fun. It's frustrating as hell, but it's good fun. I remember uh, the, the the Toy Story one years ago on the Mega Drive. Oh, Genesis. God. Oh, God, um, yeah. And I, I enjoyed that. It was like... like uh, hiding under the cones and like walking along, yeah, and, and playing the claw and stuff. It was cool. Yeah, um, yeah. No, this one's uh, it's re- it's it's just another simple three D platformer. Okay. It's yeah, it's good fun. Um, but yeah, so we were going to talk uh, a little bit about escapism, about losing yourself, about going off into that thing. Um, kind of the conversation started with a, a quote from a friend of mine. Um, uh, James, who's an artist, uh, who did uh, he does um, live streams, and I'm just going to keep talking for a sec whilst I pull up my notes because I have closed that thing. Um, and yeah, so he was doing this live stream the other day, and um, he said something that uh, rang out um, to me, and I think like is quite uh, quite a. a a widely experienced um, feeling for people within the the maker community um, and in any kind of community where you you make stuff, whether that's art or woodwork or design or whatever. Um, and it's uh, when you start painting, every critical person in your life is in the room with you. But when you really start painting, one by one, they leave until you really get into it and really, truly start painting, you yourself leave. Um and like the the crux of that is basically that when you really get into something, you completely lose yourself, and you're not thinking critically of uh, oh shit, how's this going to look? What's this going to be? Oh, I'm not sure. Oh. And you stop doubting yourself, and you just you just go with it. Um, and that kind of escapism through making is something that I think we all kind of strive for. It's what I got into making for because actually, it's great to be able to just kind of switch my head off and not think and just enjoy the process. And I think that's one of the reasons why I quite enjoy um, doing simple production work like the, uh, the skewers and stuff like that, because it's just, it's simple, repetitive tasks that I don't have to think about. Um, and it's the same when I'm doing um, like some more kind of arty sculptural stuff. There's a, a couple of things that are going to be going out on my Patreon um, uh, some point this week when I get around to actually posting them up. Um, and that was just basically me experimenting with steel um in a spare afternoon and just just going sorry murphy's just shit himself because there was a box that moved um 
but yeah, just like lost myself in a. So I, I, the only reason I said it, Brett, is because I thought it made a load of noise and I didn't know if it came through on the recording. Um, but yeah, uh, like I just lost myself in the process of doing it and was just experimenting with um, some different techniques and things that I've not tried. And you know, the the final product wasn't necessarily anything particularly groundbreaking or even something that that nice looking. Like it's it's kind of a weird thing, but. I really enjoyed it and it's been such a long time since I've done that kind of just experimental just going with it um sort of making I mean it's, it's the sort of stuff that uh Chris Cash just does week in week out just goes yeah fuck it I'm gonna get a bit of steel and see what happens and like yeah. produces some amazing stuff so yeah I thought we could just riff on that for a little bit well I think a big part of this is maybe we've talked about it before but not getting in your own way like there's a there's a yeah. fine balance between trying to maintain um some type of order, you know, just because there are responsibilities and priorities that you have to that you have in life, but also not getting in your own way when the opportunities come up or when the free time comes up for you to try and go into the shop for for anybody that's on the hobbyist scale, you know, you want to be able to prioritize responsibilities when you have your free time but also going, well, I wasn't expecting this three hours. Maybe I just, you know, take it as a, as a divine moment and just like embrace these three hours that I've got and see what I can do. And whether that's in the workshop or at home, I think it's a, it's kind of a developed skill that you have to be able to lean into because I feel like so often if you have that little bit of free time or if you weren't necessarily planning on making anything or going into the workshop, that it's kind of difficult to, to read that opportunity or to, like I said, lean into it and just go, Oh, right. I'm just going to go with this thing. Mm -hmm. Like take your example of Chris. I, I don't know what it probably took for him to get into the mindset of, I'm just going to see what happens with this piece of steel. So often you, if you have the time available to you in the shop, you go, right, I need to make something. Something has to be made. And we've talked about it before where it's like, maybe you are just sweeping the shop or you take the time just to go be in your space. Like that's healthy or comfortable. But when it comes to actually wanting to produce something because you're just going with your creative gut, how often do you stop yourself or the blank white sheet of paper? You know, well, what do I draw? I don't know. Whatever the fuck you want. Make a mark on the paper. Make the first move. Make a paper airplane. There you go. Yeah. Make a paper but, airplane. Uh, like <clears throat> I really struggle to 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 like escape myself. I I I. It's a skill I do not possess. Um, I overthink a lot. Um, and it makes it hard for me to just kind of do that free form thing that 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 you're saying. That Chris Cash is kind of um. Yeah. Really it's also like, you know, I don't like jazz or anything that's kind of like oh man not, she not, really likes you not not jazz is all right um <laughs> i don't i don't want to mean structured because i like mess and i like chaos but yeah um i don't like just the kind of the free form uh creation process it's very hard for me to kind of just go what happens if i just let go yeah so like i, I was um i've been editing the latest video and just going through footage and there's just like loads of footage of me just standing behind the hack bench, just looking around, yeah, like calculating stuff or yeah. like 
staring at like materials and, and and like building stuff in my head. You know, like in the Lego movie where like Emmett finally yeah. learns yeah. to make it and he can he can just build it in his head. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. So it took <laughs> to like I'll probably put like some sort of bloopers out because it's hilarious. It's just it just looks like I'm just frozen. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm basically like I'm like all the gears are ticking inside me and I'm 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 building things and fabricating things and calculating yeah. stuff. Um but yeah, it's it's really hard for me to switch that off. I have to I have to try really hard to kind of escape myself. Yeah, I mean, like for me, like the um, the the thing that I made uh, the other day that was that was more than anything. That was just experimenting with the steel. That wasn't yeah. like I wasn't building a project as such. I was just I was seeing what happened if I did this to the steel or if I did that to the steel. Um, tried a different. Um, uh, a different technique for for doing different things and then saw it starting to go in a certain way and was like oh what happens if i keep doing that and and so like the, the there wasn't a i wasn't doing anything in particular like it wasn't a thing that i was going i was making for a reason um it wasn't something that i was thinking oh i could sell this or i could do whatever with this it was just a literally a, a bit of scrap steel and i was like i'm going to play around i'm going to see what happens i'm going to try these other techniques and mm-hmm like I had an end goal in mind and that end goal very quickly went out the window because what I was trying to do or how I was trying to get there wasn't working. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to follow this through to the end because the, you know, the end goal was, it was just an experiment. It was just to see if, if I could get there. Um, but if I'm like, I, I think I'm kind of the same in that, like that was, there was a a purpose to what I was doing, but the whole blank piece of paper thing. If you put a blank piece of paper in front of me, I will, yeah, I'll sketch and I'll doodle and I'll just probably draw a hundred dicks. But <laughs> if, you know, if, if you say, right, you've got unlimited materials, unlimited time, unlimited tools, you can go into the workshop and you can make whatever you want. Yeah. I'm going to walk in and I'm going to go, uh, 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 um, <laughs> uh, and then I like, I'll be even more nervous, but like those, um, those restrictions that we have help with my creativity, but I um yeah I get what you mean with the the not being able to just freeform and go with it. Mm-hmm. But I think for me that isn't how am I trying to say like I I completely understand the need to calculate everything before you you do it because I mm-hmm. I'm very similar. I don't like going in and just going, oh, I'm just going to fucking wing it. I, I like to at least have some idea of how I'm going to achieve the thing at the end of it. But I think from a, like, obviously with, with the painting, it's, it's just about um, the, the confidence to, to be able to just carry on and paint and know that actually, yes, you might be making that area that's going to be light, dark, but you're going to fix it later on sort of thing. But, but with the making side of things, it's, it's that whole thing of, you know, you, you start, um, you start a project off and you you have all these ideas and you're thinking fuck but what about this and what about that and then you just get into that that flow where you're not having to step back every five minutes and go fuck this isn't working this isn't working what can i do what can i do it's just that flow of like yeah this is all good and yes that's that's a problem but oh i can fix it like this and oh, i can do that and you're just thinking like you're solely concentrating on the project at hand and not um how it's going to be perceived by the people yeah mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's where the the, the 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 painting quote really comes into its own yeah i guess it's more 
sort of relevant to expressionist painting, but kind of if you if you're stood there calculating everything, you're going to be so rigid. You're not going to be fluid. You're not going to be relaxed. You know, you're going to be overthinking everything. Whereas actually, yeah. those, those those beautiful gestures and marks that actually come out when you when you start to express yourself can only come when you switch off. You know, they can only yeah. come when you're not you're not trying. You know, I, I remember my um, life drawing teacher kind of. It was a pivotal moment for me where instead of me trying to like accurately replicate the thing I was in front of me, yeah. that's what I was really good at as a kid. I was really good at like like a computer scanning what what was yeah. in front of me and, and and putting it down. Like I think I, I think I've said this before, but when I was like six years old or something at school, I was drawing like three D cars, and the teacher was yeah. like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like all the other kids were just drawing <laughs> upside down. I was like, "Well, this is what I see. So this is what I'm drawing." Yeah. Um, whereas. I remember my life drawing teacher saying, "No, you, you, you're overthinking it. Just let, let the shapes form themselves, and let you know, let yeah, let your knowledge of what a body looks like, and and kind of, the, you know, the natural curve of your arm doesn't doesn't allow you to kind of draw jaggedy, straight, hard edges. So you're going to get yeah. lovely natural curves as well. Um, and from then on, I was like, oh right, it, you know, you don't you don't have to try as hard. Yeah. Um, another example as well, uh, when I got the the bar back from work that I'd built." And I rebuilt it, put it in the living room. Um, I put up a dartboard next to the bar. <laughs> so it's like a real pub. Yeah. Um, and like, I've hardly played darts at all in my life. And I, I, like, I've never played like a game or anything. Yeah. And I was picked up and I was like trying to play darts. And like it was the same. I was trying to throw the darts into yeah. the bits of the score. And like you can only get so good at that or try so hard and then and then i just completely changed my approach and went actually i'm not going to try and do that i'm going to try i'm just going to like think about the dot yeah the place or be yeah. like you know actually transport myself to the place yeah and just let my arm do it and i and i literally kind of like just came out of my body and was just watching yeah. myself play darts instead and yeah. i was like literally like 10 times better yeah like in an instant and it was just instead of trying to fucking do the thing you're doing, step back yeah. and, and think maybe think about the outcome instead, or think about yeah, you know what happens next or something. It's like because instead it, of getting caught up in the specific thing, yeah, because it's what it's one of the things we see with the students all the time is um, with hammer technique and and you'll see them um, like hammering away and you go over and you try and correct it and you'll say oh yeah this is the kind of movement you you're you're aiming for this is what you're actually doing um take a step back and just kind of uh like try it like this and whatever and as soon as you say that they then overthink what they're doing and they get this really horrible like rigid weird unnatural movement going on and you kind of have to say to them like that's not it but you now know what it is you're doing and you have to walk away and and kind of uh, almost watch from afar and it's this weird thing where they'll they'll be like okay and they'll keep going and keep going and keep going and eventually they relax and they get it and they start doing it and then they'll look up and see you and instantly just start going wrong again because mm-hmm. all of a sudden they start thinking about it again and it's like oh fuck oh uh, what do i do yeah. and um and yeah, it, it's just because you, you know you, you get in your own head, you get get in your own way, and you start thinking that people are actually watching you when you know they, they're probably not. They're just yeah, yeah. One of my favorite moments, um, kind of along the same lines as yours, Al, in my life drawing classes, um, we had a 
you know, the stereotypical art teacher where like everything was interpretation and there, she was very flowy in not only her language, but just like her movements and the art style that she produced. And she was trying to teach a bunch of young, you know, people that doodled in school and were pretty decent at shading a drawing and making it look 3D. She was trying to get them to understand the principles of like what the goal was. Like, this is something Jimmy would always kind of uh, pose my way when I was trying to solve a problem in a build. It was just, what is the goal? So that was his way of saying, quit overthinking it. You're, you're putting all of this stuff in your head that's getting in the way of just what the goal is. So in her example, it was, the goal is to make marks representative of the still life that we have in the middle of the room. And you go, great. And then everyone starts drawing. Everyone's trying to you know get this piece of fruit to look exactly like the piece of fruit and shade it just correctly. But it was only using charcoal, so you weren't allowed color. So it was only tone, value, you know, shading, dimensionality, no outlines. Can't use outlines. Things in real life don't have outlines. Um, and I think after the first session, so it was a three-hour-long class, we came in the next time. She had the exact same still life set up and goes, right, different idea today because everyone was too rigid <laughs> no one was understanding what the goal was. The goal was to make, you know, a representative image, not photocopy it, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so she had bought a bunch of three foot long wooden dowels and taped charcoal to the end of them. I was like, right, you now have to stand minimum three feet away from your paper and watch what your mark making is doing. So it, it took you out of the situation, right? You were still controlling the mark making, but it yeah. was this brilliant moment where at first, you know, we're all 20 somethings just going like this lady is crazy. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't draw a straight line three feet away from me. Turns out it was, you know, yeah, it's this like represent representation and line work and focus on um, mark making. But really what she was trying to do is get you to step out of your own brain and go stop trying to draw an apple. It, yeah. What you're trying to draw is tone and shape, and you're trying to draw an apple. Stop drawing the spots on the apple. No one gives a shit about the spots on the apple because your <laughs> apple looks like, yeah. <laughs> also, it's a banana. Um, everyone was trying, you know, everyone basically came up with the same apple. Yeah. yeah even though from yeah. from even the most minor change of perspective, the apple looked completely different from this angle and this angle. But everybody's looked the same because you're like, I know what an apple looks like. Turns yeah. out you step three feet away from the canvas and watch your mark making, everything fucking changes. Yeah. Because you have less control, naturally less control. Your dexterity goes completely out the window. And then what you also end up doing is going, well, I can't draw a, an apple that's three inches tall because I have all this control. So now your huge newsprint canvas is like, right, I'm drawing a fucking two foot tall apple I guess, <laughs> or, or even just a section of it completely blown up and it yeah it takes the overall form out of it her her real her real shining moment at the end of that was how many people ended up drawing only a portion of the yeah. still life rather than trying to this happens in a lot of sketch work you try and draw the entire thing within the frame of your page <laughs> that you're working on and you watch somebody that illustrates or somebody that really does drawing for a living or sketching for a living You'll watch them either like, like Jimmy does it all the time. He spray adhesives another piece of paper on <laughs> yeah, to yeah, the one yeah. he's working on because he realized he drew it a little too big to yeah. stay within the confines. 
Yeah. But all these people, all the people in my class ended up having, you know, the shoulder of the apple, but nothing else. But it was this beautifully represented curve. Yeah. Super magnified that they were like, well, I mean, it's really just a curve. You can't tell it's an apple. And she's like, that's not the point. You achieved the goal. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, also, you can't tell it's an apple based on your kind of like primitive binary human example of telling what an apple is. I'm <laughs> sure that's an alien. They might be like, oh, it's an apple. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, because it, well, like, it's really, that's a really good uh, point, like, the whole down on a stick thing, because that's one of the things that through the uh, watching James's live streams, I've noticed with his painting. He paints sat really far back <laughs> and he holds the very, very end of the um, the paintbrush and paints kind of like this. So he's painting like beyond arm's reach. And, um, and yeah, I spent ages kind of going like, why the fuck is he so far away? Like, you know, I, I get right up in close. I'm like, oh, what am I doing? And yeah, it, it wasn't until uh, a little while back I was speaking to him about it. And he kind of said like, it's so that he can see what he's painting so he can see it he can see the the bigger picture as it were rather than focusing on that minute bit of detail that he's working on at that time um yeah same situation it's it's what was the yeah. goal the goal yeah. was to do this big painting if he would have just been sat focusing on you know this tiny exactly space, he's not seeing the goal yeah that's brilliant. and and that's why like like because he does a lot of um like recently uh this like live painting stuff so he'll go to um, a gig or um, go to someone's workshop when they're working or whatever, and he'll paint them as they're doing an action. So you know, as as a guitarist is playing the guitar or as whatever, and like with just a few um, strokes, he can create this amazing impression of what's actually happening because he's not thinking about. Uh, like you said, like it, it, he's not thinking, what does a human look like? He's just going, what can I see in front of me right now? What is that movement? What is this? And just doing that. And I think, because like, I'd really like to know if you guys, I know obviously how you've, you, you'd struggle to stop yourself from overthinking. Um, but like, if there's any suggestions that you have for, to help people kind of get out of their own heads and, and stop overthinking because I I'll be fucked if I know what the answer is. Like I, <laughs> I, I would love to know because I need to stop it myself a lot of the time. But I think I think it's definitely you're definitely your own worst enemy because like like you say, Steve. Even I can I can see myself doing it now. Even drawing, I get right in close, yeah, like really really tight, and to the point where like the movements I'm making with my hands are so small, uh, and like I'm all tensed up, and and I can feel that I'm not being able to like express myself and, and come for that. You know, yeah. having this having this macro, it's it's like a metaphor for the for the um, the painting thing about you know leaving the room, like yeah. that, like literally, like if you're in close and having this macro view and stuff, you you, you it's like the exact opposite of escapism. It's like yeah, tra trappedism. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you 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 just you you can't even appreciate the thing that's going on next to it because yeah. it's so blinkered. Um, one one way I find to, to 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 get away from that and to kind of free myself from the shackles a little bit is kind of ignore the rules and ignore what kind of I've been indoctrinated with. That's yeah. why I like fucking around with um, different materials, different processes, different. You know, oh, traditionally this should be made out of this. It's like, well, yeah, but I don't have that in the shop, like you say, Brad. I don't yeah. have 
this lying around. I'm trying to make it on the cheap, trying to make it on the budget. Um, so my advice would be is like, don't, don't let your preconceptions kind of dictate what you're doing. So don't, don't let um, things that you've seen other people do inform yeah. what you do. And, and one way to kind of escape is, is, is to let you let that imagination go and let that kind of go, Oh, it could be anything. You know, I don't have, if you have to do it the one way that you think you have to do it, you're going to be trapped and you're going to try, you're just going to be focused. You're going to be doing it there. And all these examples that you're saying, like the, the, the life drawing, um, you know, being in the workshop, being able to just kind of like freestyle stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, think differently, think more quickly as well. It's so much, um, more economical with time because you're not, um, you know, having to do things in the process and and the way that, is, is trapped you in this what like one linear approach to things you yeah. can suddenly go i'm gonna step back and do this completely differently i'm gonna use that as a stand i'm gonna use that as a clamp um you know like going to the clamp rack and getting the like i've got a fucking clamp rack going to the clamp rack <laughs> and getting the floor going to the floor and getting all the clamps it's like no there might be something else you can use just lean it up yeah. against that use a lever you know everything's a lever um, <laughs> it, it it's that that ability to be able to tell yourself literally and metaphorically no one's watching it doesn't matter yeah yeah and and still adhering to the idea that if you're if you're in the same community that we are in of of, you know producing content or putting stuff on social media all we're really watching is the end game anyways you know Mm. people film their process or they might give you story updates of what they're working on or whatever but I love that way of looking at it, Al, where it's like, who's watching? Like, yeah, honestly, if your goal is to make, say, I'm using my example of this week of the table thing, but no one was watching. And really, <laughs> and, and it's absolutely zero. Um, I'm not trying to sound condescending to Ben at all, but he was just like, we just need a table. Like, don't overthink it. I, yeah. I've made a bunch of tables, you know, working with Jim. Yeah. I knew exactly how they needed to get together. I didn't have the square tube that we always use because I was just using scraps. So it was angle iron, changed a couple of approaches to things. But really, at the end of the day, it was just like, it just needs to be a fucking table. And then when it became that specific little mechanism, Jess could vouch for me on this one. I think I spent the majority of the afternoon, maybe from like two o'clock in the afternoon to probably 8 p.m., just trying to figure out different mechanisms and different solutions and completely overcomplicating everything, drawing it on paper 50 times, trying to sketch it out in my head. Like, okay, it'll be this and there'll be a lever and then a spring. And then I'll go, I'll, I don't have a spring, but I'll go get one. I, I can get a spring that works with it. And so overcomplicated. And then the next morning when I woke up, it was like, right. What I need is a thing that slides out from the bottom of the table. I'm building yeah. that first. And then that's when the almost this escapist or at least like this embracing of how I viewed Jimmy working on projects like that and going, that's what we're going to do. We're just like no game plan more than one step at a time or, you know, the 10 steps that it would take me to get to the end of this little drawer mechanism are yeah. now just I'm, I'm saying fuck it to all nine of the ones <laughs> in front of this. And so I made the the board right okay this is what you stand on right now i need to make it slide out cool hung some angle iron on the bottom of it great now it slides out now what does it need to do and the more i embraced just like the one step at a time or i know how all of these pieces work stop you know 
stop getting caught up in this one little part that needs to function just correctly. Like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. fucking matter. And no one is watching. And by the end of it, I was, I, I actually ended up with a couple of happy accidents with this little lever that comes down and holds the legs from kicking back ends up, yeah. ends up going up underneath it. And it's a pull tab. And I was like, Holy shit. I would have <laughs> never thought about that. Like, that was great. I, I'm so happy how that turned out. And I have to admit that, I posted a few stories and the fucking response from people just like supportive and like, that's brilliant. That's so cool. It's, it was a moment of just like, yes, but this is, <laughs> I, I am as surprised as you are. I appreciate <laughs> you reaching out, but like I had no fucking game plan other than yeah. the one that took me six hours that I didn't make any progress on. Yeah. So I had to get outside of myself and escapism might not be the best, um, verbiage for that moment but that that like kind of looking at it from afterwards i achieved the goal yeah Yeah. so what it took me doing was like getting rid of all the preconceived notions and getting rid of all the things in my head of how it needed to work yeah and now it works exactly the way that it needed to work with not even close to the same approach that i was starting (laughs) but I, i think that's the thing is it's like i know we've we've spoken about it before on the show but it's that whole paralysis by analysis thing like it's it's the fact that you know you're trying to figure out every single possible deviation of the way that this could go when like you say all you need to do is go right what's the first step i'm going to do the first step doesn't matter what comes after it like it's it's such a simple thing but we forget that so often it's like um like it's like if someone was to come to me and say right well how do I make a uh, how do I make a garden gate? Well, step one, light the forge up. Like get <laughs> get that far, and then get get your stock hot. Then hit it. Then see what happens. Sort of thing. And it, it's that that kind of whole thing of like yes, you might have certain restrictions and things like that, but you know when you break it down, those same basic steps are always going to be the same. It's always step one and there's no point thinking about step two and still until step one's complete it's it's the same with like editing footage like i've um i've spent the last three weeks just fucking doing my head in uh with uh editing stuff and getting worked up and like finding myself like purposefully procrastinating because i don't want to have to go and deal with like more of that shit and it's just i just i don't want to I, i want it to be over because you know, I'm massively overcomplicating it and I'm trying to figure out well, I need to do this, that, and the other. Hmm. Whereas actually the, the first thing I needed to do was sync up all the audio to the footage. Right. Okay. I've done that. And now I've hit export and that's going to take a couple of hours before that's um, exported out. So, right. Okay. Well, that that's that done for today or for, you know, this morning I can go off and I can do something else and then I can come back and right. What's the next thing? Right. I need to do color correction. So I'll do all the color correction. And um, what's what's and, funny about this? Sorry, Steve, I don't mean to interject. I don't know. I, I was just gonna say, like, and it's just that kind of getting getting over yourself and stopping over, overthinking and just going, like, okay, I, I just need to do one thing. Like, it's if you, you know, if it's one thing a day or one thing an hour or one thing a fucking year, like, just each step just to get a little bit further down that project. And I think that's one of the things that like we touched on earlier on is like getting into that flow of like 
actually if you can get a couple of steps going then all of a sudden everything just snowballs and builds and just starts going so much better once you've taken that that first couple of steps mm-hmm. um hey this is just a question for both of you guys based on what you're saying steve but do you guys have a similar uh experience that i do when people talk about having your conscious your conscience kind of guiding you or like listening to your conscience the little voice in the back of your head that's telling you like you should just start by syncing the audio up or whatever what i have is actual people in my life so al in the last five minutes of us discussing not getting in your own way and all these other things i have moments when i'm working on projects where i still have a moment of al in my head when i was helping you at the shack with sophie I was just like, Al, I need to hang this here. How do you want me to do it? And you took a, a screwdriver and just screwed it into the wall. And you're like, that's it. Move on. And for a moment, it was like, but there was no pre-thought. Like, what, what if it needs to go over there instead? And it was like, no, the goal was that it needs to be hung up. Now yeah. it's hung up. Like, done. Move along. So I actually have moments of of, it's not my voice in my head. It's the other people that I either appreciated their input or I think they have a really good approach. So I tend to, I I don't necessarily use the word inspiration for, for this moment of clarity, but I think there are people that just exist inside my brain, or at least they're, uh, what is it there? They have a presence, right? Yeah. They're like influence sort of thing. Yeah. So even like what you're doing, Steve, where it's like, oh, well, uh, I got to edit all this footage, whatever. And you start getting kind of overcomplicated. Yeah. The the escapist thing in me is like, imagine you're playing a video game, right? Like there is a storyline. Somebody else has kind of controlled the game. You're able to play within that game and maybe you can break some things or or approach things a little bit differently. But the game has some kind of rules or controls and constraints about it. (laughs) <laughs> it's almost like having NPCs in the background. They're just like, hey, maybe you should go on this side quest first. It might make things a little bit easier for you. Yeah. And you go, oh, fuck, they're right. You know, I could have gotten that sword yeah. two hours ago, and then I would have beat that boss way easier. I should have just listened to the NPC. But I was too stubborn, and now the game's hard. Yeah. Now, a lot of this is coming from, like, uh, Jess got Breath of the Wild and a nice. Switch. And, like, uh, I will say that we have two very very different approaches to playing the Zelda game. Everyone and pick everything up and look at everything and open. Every yeah. Cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> I have 500 arrows. I have 20. How did you give 500 yeah. arrows? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it, it's, it's that whole thing of like, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Like you, deep fried. You to, uh, I prefer mine like slow roasted over like three days. Um, but yeah, like yeah, you, you eat it one one step at a time. You have to you have to take that first step. If you sit there and just think about things constantly, then you know, you, you you never get anywhere. That, you know, like you say, the end goal is to make a thing. Sitting and thinking about a thing is not making a thing. So I th- I, it's not. You're right. Um, but to answer your question, Brett. It's just it's just dawned on me as well. Like I think when we're talking about um escapism and the voices in your head and kind of the um like being locked in yourself, um 
it's starting to make me think like is it actually yourself you're escaping or is it the other people around you so like those those voices like Brett you're saying like you actually hear other people I think even when he even when it's yourself I think it's just it's just your dubbing over of other people so that, yeah. that kind of like when you're judging yourself or when you're stopping yourself doing something like I think it's just your your you know attitude of, of what other other people might think so I I think that that kind of those that those things that you think of yourself are actually other people and I think there's I think there's two two sort of different things going on I think a lot of the time we talk about it's ourselves I'm stuck in I can't escape and you know I want to be able to step outside of myself I think it the majority of the time it is actually the other people that you're thinking of um and I know this because I used to spend a lot of time on my own as a kid, mm. believe it or not, <laughs> um, sort of teaching myself things, entertaining myself, bringing myself up, feeding myself, you know, like the, 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 there was very little stimulus for me as a child growing up. Yeah. Um, my, my brother and sister were older than me and kind of, I went to school a lot, a long way from where I lived and where my friends were. So yeah. I had a lot of time for myself. So the kind of the voice in my head was my voice. Um, but then the second I got like age like eighteen when I moved to a city for the first time in my life, um, I was surrounded by people all the time. I couldn't escape people. I had to live with people. I had to live in houses with other people, strangers, and like, and there was just constant stimulation and constant other people. So those voices very quickly changed. And even though it was me myself judging myself and stopping myself from doing things or overthinking things. It was through a different lens. It was through these other people's lenses. So I think it's two different things going on. I think we can escape ourselves, but we can also, and I think probably for the ben- benefit is escape, you know, judgment from others. Mm. And I think especially in like the era of fucking ever connectedness, always onness, everyone's watching you. You know, we're saying like, oh, why are you doing it like that? Like, who's watching you? Like, I'm filming myself doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's who's fucking watching me. The people yeah. who fucking let watch me. Um, and that's that's obviously my choice. But, you know, there's people listening in my living room 24-7. There's, there's, there's you know, it, it is hard to escape. Yeah. Never mind escape yourself. So I think, I think there's, you know, what one can be done. Um, but it just means kind of you have to give less of a shit about what people think and less of a shit about who you're going to upset, who you're going to offend. Yeah. Like Brett, Oh, am I doing this right? Is this the right way to do a, a, a kick out stand for a table? It's like, fuck them. Like yeah. if it works, if it achieves what you want it to do, like you said, Steve fucking mission accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a, it is Crack a terribly, <laughs> it is a terribly simplistic thing that I say on a very regular basis, but fuck them. Is is a is a hilarious just pin in it in whatever the fuck you're doing because yes, it's a bit brash, but I love that because it, it, it almost kind of disarms the situation. If you go, well, I don't know, you know, I somebody told me I should really stain this in this way and or I shouldn't use resin for this because I, I, I want to do a natural fit and you go, What the fuck are you trying to do? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to finish this project. Well, good, fuck them. Like who cares? Yeah. Literally, you are the only person that needs to worry about this thing right now. And especially with, with so much of what we do being caught up in um you know, everybody's opinions and the assholes that they are. 
I will kind of maintain that attitude with myself. Like that, that is the one dumb statement that I kind of tell myself sometimes when I get too far down the rabbit hole of like, am I doing this right? Am I going to catch any flack for it or whatever? I have to just be able to step back for a couple of seconds and go, fuck them. And just like you said, crack on. Cause I very rarely am I going to stop once I've poured my time and energy into something. I'm very full on when I, you know, dedicate my time and energy to something. So why stop? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm getting better about not getting in my own way and kind of like, uh, stepping outside of myself to kind of view things from afar, like kind of like your buddy with the painting, but fuck them is just a great attitude to have. You know <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the, the best example I can give of that kind of attitude, we were, um, my friend, John, who was down, uh, from Leeds, glorious Leeds. And, uh, I, um, we were having a conversation late last night after far too much old Rosie. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we were talking about, uh, basically like we were talking about mental health and um one of the things that came up was the fact that if uh like for me my my confidence in in myself is very much echoes that sort of thing it's like i don't like i i will quite happily go into a silver service restaurant wearing dirty clothes from the forge covered in like dirt and smoke and all sorts of shit with you know burn marks in my clothes and all that and i will quite happily go in there and if anybody looks at me and looks down their nose because of what i'm wearing then fuck them i don't i don't care but if i'm going out for a nice meal with jazz and i want to you know i want to put on a nice shirt i want to put on a, a decent pair of trousers and you know i want to go out and i want to look smart for me i I overthink it. I get inside my head. I freak out. Like I've genuinely had mini panic attacks over the clothes that I'm wearing. Not because I give a shit what anybody else thinks, but just because of uh, of my own issues and my own confidence with that. And that's kind of the attitude that I apply to to the making of stuff as well. Like I'm the only person whose opinion I give a shit about is my own. Um, like as far as I'm concerned, if you're looking at it, something I've made and you're just going to look down your nose at it and go, Oh, well you should have done this. Oh, you should have done that. I don't don't give a fuck. I didn't make this for you. I didn't, I didn't put on a three piece suit for you. I did it for me. Like, and that's, that's, that's the thing is like, I think you very much need to, um, well, when you start thinking about stuff like that, you need to stop and think, well, is this, who am I doing this for? Am I doing this for me or am I doing this for someone else? Especially if it's, yeah, it is different if you're doing client work and stuff like that. But if you're doing this for a hobby, then stop fucking worrying. It gives a shit. None of those people on Instagram matter. Half of them are dickheads. Fuck it. Just enjoy yourself. Well, there's two ways you can look at it, right? If somebody, say we're talking about a comment or something or someone's opinion of what you're doing, there's two possible outcomes of their opinion. They're either right, so there's not a lot you can do about it. You either fucked up or you did something wrong or what you did was yeah. shoddy or you used the wrong material or you, the, the joint won't last because it's not the strongest way to weld. And they're right, so don't get upset about it. Yeah. Or they're wrong, so it doesn't matter. So there's a, they're the only two possible yeah. outcomes. The, way, the, the person judging you is either right or wrong. If they're right, 
then what have you got to complain about? Why are you upset? <laughs> Learn from it. I think, or, or, or let it let it go because it wasn't what you were trying to achieve anyway. Yeah. You know, if you if you weren't if you weren't trying to achieve aeronautical grade welding, uh, that's that's going to pass an exam, then it doesn't really matter because that wasn't yeah. the, part of the intent of you welding that together. Yeah. Or they're mistaken, and what you did was right. So that it, you can just you can just walk away. I think we put too much kind of value on this judgment. Never mind the judgment of ourselves. It's the judgment of others, and the judgment of fucking strangers. The judgment of unqualified people. The judgment of incredibly qualified people. Yeah. But they might be qualified in a different field to you. So, you know, if someone was to comment on my welding, like, <laughs> yeah, it's shit. Yeah. At no point. I'm not on her. I've not got a jumper that says this is what an awesome welder looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I know for a fact that I'm fucking can't weld for shit. Um, can I stick two bits of metal together to serve a purpose? Yes. Yeah. So if that's what that was my intent, and you know, I, I hopefully I can learn and get better along the way. That's great. Yeah. Don't lose sleep over it. Yeah. I mean, because it, it's it's like Brett said. Like you know, at the end of the day, what what's the what's the goal? And that's kind of what I was saying. Like with with my bit is, you know, are you are you doing this to, you, you know, unless you're entering a competition for the best made, whatever it is you're making ever, doesn't fucking matter if it gets, if it gets the job done. If it, if it appears to be what you want it to, to be at the end of it, it's fine. Like there was uh, the guys I spiffed last week, Dan and Mug, they put out a video uh, this week of them making an LED sign um, for their workshop. And there was so much of it that I was just looking at it going, why the fuck are you doing it like that? This is a terrible <laughs> idea. But they, like, the end result was exactly what they wanted. Yeah. And the video was fucking great fun. So there was no need at all for me to give a shit about, uh, you know, the fact that they'd drilled it a bit badly. And, you know, there was a load of, um, like, bad cuts and stuff like that. It, and it doesn't matter. And... Yeah. It's one thing to look at someone else's project and realize that it doesn't matter. It's another thing to realize that about someone's comment on one of your projects. But again, at the end of the day, like it, it just don't fucking think about it, especially not when you're starting a project. Don't start a project thinking, oh, fuck, what are those people on the Internet going to say? Because <laughs> you know what? People on the Internet, they're not spiffing. It's bars because we haven't had bars in a while. Bars, which means brat. Yeah. So, nothing super specific. To be honest, I haven't, uh, I haven't been on the internet, and I, I've been kind of lacking or slacking in in my being connected with everything. I will say, go watch Maker Monsters' new video. And Red Smith's sewing restoration because those are both great. Um, but the the spiff this week is going to be some folks that we are all fans of, and I was unaware that they put out a new album uh, late last year. But if you haven't listened to the Dreadnoughts' new album Ooh, or uh, newest yeah. album, which is Ready? Into the North, is it on Spotify? Yes, dude, it is an absolutely fantastic album. If you're into Shanty music, piratey stuff, anything. Um, you know, we all have a bit of fun with our pirate music in the forge. But honestly, I think the album itself is just super well produced. And 
One of my favorite songs on there is an ode to Stan Rogers, who we are all big fans of, but the it's a fucking great album. And I've been listening to it so much over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it yeah. actually, one of my Instagram followers was the one that said like, have you heard the new album? And I'm apologize if they are listening to this and I can't recall your name, but thank you for pointing it out and go listen to into the North. The whole album's on YouTube on the dreadnoughts channel. I'm sure it's on other music platforms, but it is a good piece of music. Yeah, nice. it's very good. Um, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, good show. I'll get uh, back to it. I'll get back to the, like proper makey stuff. The Kirk Stott video is pretty good that just came out. Yeah, I like animation. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they kind of didn't. Time. They didn't go into Brett level detail though. I was a bit disappointed. No. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't <laughs> no. actually show how they make a video. Well, yeah. and now it goes out. into After Effects for twelve hundred hours yeah. of work. And you're like, well, yeah, well, right. And, and it just shows a puppet moving. It's like what? <laughs> I want to know how they do their rigging. They said they do, you know, rigging in After Effects. And I was like, what? How? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I uh, as a lay person compared to you two, like I actually really enjoyed that video. I thought it was good stuff um uh and yes the dreadnoughts are great um and they are playing near me soon i think and i very much like to go see them again because they're good fun live yeah uh it's gonna be great live ow you're next um yeah so talking about escapism and kind of being able to switch off and get out out of your routine or something um I started listening to radio recently, which is something Ooh. I've not done for many years, um, largely due to streaming, largely due to my hatred of like adverts and commercial radio and just completely yeah. kind of ruining the flow. Um, but uh, there is a new radio station popped up called Maker Radio, which um, yes, there is. I, it came to my attention because Average Joe uh, had a DJ set on it. Uh, and I don't know if you know, but Joe actually had a um a trial on a uk radio station uh, last yeah. year which went really well um but it, it, nothing came of it which is a bit of a shame because i think joe's got a great voice for radio yeah um and yeah he's recently just joined this this thing called maker radio which i i didn't know a lot about um we're on it apparently <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> ah, nice. So you you can catch episodes of Fools with Tools um on the radio, which are obviously not played weekly or live. They're just kind of like a back catalogue, and they, they they can um play them. I think there's a dedicated slot. I think it might be Monday nights. Are we edited oh. or bleeped at all? It is full raw um adults only. I think if I, I think the whole station is uh uncensored because I was oh, listening in the middle of the day and it was just not suitable for children. Um. <laughs> But it's a real radio station with music and DJs and talk radio and guests. Uh, Nicole Duke was on last night, which is super nice, just listening to, nice. listening to her. Um, it's a little bit different format than a, a podcast because it wasn't like, come on and have a conversation on a topic. It was very much yeah. felt like a radio, very much felt like kind of, um, you know, interspersed with song selections and, yeah. and just much more kind of, loose and and relaxing and it just i've just started listening to it and and it's kind of my go-to now i just have it on i have it on in the car i have it on um i've been having it on the workshop and just even just like in the house it's just super nice because you you you're not in that mode of 
like Spotify, like I'm going to listen yeah. to this album, I am going yeah. to listen to this band and this playlist and this genre. And it's just yeah. because it's, it's not like that at all. It's, you know, completely eclectic mix of music, you know, from modern shit to like 80s classics, rock. Um, yeah, because what was it that Joe had on uh, the other day? It was like, like the Space Jam soundtrack. Yeah, that's it. The Space and, Jam soundtrack. And then followed and then like, by, by like the Interrupters. Cube, and then, yeah, like, yeah, Eli Span or something. And it was just, it was fantastic. It was just, um, it was just really refreshing to like, A, not have an advert every fucking five 30 minutes. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the same but, advert as well. That, yeah. that used to fuck me I off. I think they do have some commercials because it must be funded some way, but I think it's just not as many. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just complete escapism, just having this, having someone else kind of dictate what you listen to instead of kind of worrying about what sex on, songs on next. It was just really relaxing. And, so uh, it's a bit of a thing. Quick, quick question on that. Yeah. Uh, you said you listened to it in the car. Yes. I was under the assumption that it was kind of like a streaming only thing. Are you saying it's like DAB as well? No, so like through my phone in the car. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. So just, just Bluetooth. So it, it okay. is. It's it's only on streaming. So it's only on MakerRadio.net. Cool. For now, I don't know how far fetched it would be to get it on DAB. Um, yeah. I don't know what kind of license they'd need. Yeah. Um. But yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. Uh. I I, th- I think there'll be more guests and more DJs as, as, it, as it progresses and grows. Yeah. I think at the minute it's just um, Dave G and Average Joe, um, two cool. bloody good blokes. Um, but yeah, watch this space and go and, go and check it out. Go and listen to it. There's probably a fucking a banger on right now. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to look and see what's on right now. Okay, you, you look and see what's on. Uh, I am going to quickly uh, do my spiff. Um, so... We all make things. Uh, we all, like a lot of us, make films of us making things. Uh, and my spiffy for this week is my friend who makes films. Um, so, my friend Chaz, uh, he is a Australian food lawyer uh, who I met working in a pub what? in. Yeah. I met working in a pub in Sherborne. And he's a uh, lawyer who specifies in Australian food. No, he's he's an Australian lawyer who specifies in food law, and it is so boring, so so boring. Nobody's bitch. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, he um, he also does uh, script writing um, and film production as well. He's he's had a few projects that have uh, gone well. He's he's done the whole LA Hollywood thing as well. but he's just released a uh, short on YouTube called The Snip um, that he wrote and was produced by a friend of his. And as as you may have guessed from the title, the the film is about a guy having a vasectomy. The blurb on it is, um, the snip gets into the meat and potatoes oh. of, family, yeah, of family pressure to have kids and one man's unique solution to overcoming the problem once and for all. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of fun. There's some actually surprisingly good acting in it. There's some predictably bad acting in it. Um, but uh, but yeah, for a you know a, a a short video produced on a very tight budget, it was it was good fun to watch. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to give some love to a friend. Nice. So yeah, that's Chaz. So Al, what is playing at the moment uh noah and the whale ah which lovely. is a little bit soft for my 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, is there any other business? Yes. Uh, in in Mumbai, the city of Mumbai, which is incredibly densely populated city in India, um, they have put up traffic lights that um, basically the louder you honk your horn, the longer the lights stay red. Yeah. And it's to reduce uh, noise pollution. So if it goes over 85 decibels, the red lights just reset for another 60 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking. And I say, well played, Mumbai. Yeah. (laughs) More of this, please, around the world. That's fucking. Honking your horn never fucking got you anywhere. Yeah, I, I just went to uh, make a radio because I'm gonna totally listen to it after this. And that Noah and the Whale song was. The single my friend gave me on a mixtape when I left Las Vegas because it's, it's got a lot about wherever you go and like moving nice. on and all these things. Ah, good. Man, that brought back some good memories. No, that's what I mean. This is what I like about the, the station because it's just it's yeah. unexpected. Everything yeah. on it is unexpected. So, ah, yeah. so good. That was nostalgia straight to the heart. Yeah. Good stuff. Right. Uh, <laughs> What was that? Which one of you was that? (laughs) Uh, Right. Well, if you want to get hold of us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Oh, Soda Shack! Yes. Uh, And if you want to find us as a collective, you can find us at ftppodcast.com or you can see all of the thumbnails on Instagram at FWT Podcast. Can I see all of them, though, Steve? Can I actually see all of them? Uh, y- yes. Is there any missing? Maybe it's just on the website. Oh, uh, yeah, no, the website's not been updated in ages. Okay. Uh, yes. So not the B's uh, one isn't on Instagram. A? B. Is it? <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes. Anyway, um, we love you. Bye. 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 Bye.